listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. As always, thanks for tuning in. Despite having one of the largest Arab populations in America, Dearborn has never had an Arab-American mayor. That is, until now. State Representative Abdullah Hamoud won the city's mayoral race in yesterday's elections. And that means he will soon be the first Arab-American and the first Muslim to serve in that position. He joins me now to talk about his vision for the job and what this historic moment means for him and for the city of Dearborn. Abdullah Hamoud, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you so much for having me. So first of all, congratulations. Uh, tell us what you're feeling today, especially as it relates to the history that you're making as the first Arab-American and first Muslim mayor of Dearborn. I think I'm still digesting what happened last night. Um, it's, a lot, it's a lot to take in. Uh, the night became the morning fairly quickly. Um, and it was a historic uh, on many fronts and, and many firsts. But we never ran to be the first. We ran to be the best. Mm. But I think what it demonstrates more than anything is a name like Abdullah Sin Hamoud uh, is as American as any other. That you need not change who you are. You need not be ridiculed for your faith or ethnicity and feel that you have to conform um, to what people believe to be uh, American, um, that you can stay true to your identity. There's nothing that you can't accomplish. Mm. And, of course, your election marks, in in my opinion, a pretty significant uh, transformation that's been taking place in Dearborn for a really long time. And I don't don't think it's... uh, um, I don't think it's casting uh, aspersions on the moment to note that uh, Dearborn's history has been really difficult when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Uh, it has been a place that many people who were not white have felt excluded for for many, many years. Uh, I wonder if you can talk about what that transition looks and feels like even beyond your win. Dearborn is a different place today than it was, for instance, when I was growing up in Southeast Michigan uh, in the 1970s and 80s. Yeah, there are a lot of fundamental issues that need to be addressed. I think that, you know, just in the late 80s, people were talking about the Arab problem. Um, And here we are today. Hmm. Um, We have a lot of work ahead of us and none more important than bridging the divide that exists throughout the city. Uh, whether it be a cultural, religious, ethnic, uh, geographic. Um, this is an opportunity that I hope to build bridges of understanding because Dearborn is the greatest American city, and we are a rich and vibrant city with many cultures and people of all backgrounds. Um, and I think it could be used as an opportunity to bring us together to unite as one Dearborn and serve as an example for the rest of the country. Hmm. So let's talk about what you will do once you become Dearborn's mayor, what are some of the changes that voters might expect with the way that you will approach the job, perhaps compared to the current mayor, uh, Jack O'Reilly? What, what, what will look different? Um, I, I tend to be a little more hands-on. Throughout this campaign cycle, we met residents at their doorsteps, uh, knocking nearly 100,000 doors over the year. And what I think we need to do is get you know, the administration out of the city hall and into the streets and into the neighborhoods to have conversations with people about the issues impacting them. Um, you know, one of the major concerns that residents have, you know, there's a clock on the wall. It's not a matter of if the next heavy rain is coming. It's a matter of when. And this summer, 20,000 homes experienced 
some degree of flooding. So that's an issue that's top of mind. We have to put forth bold, innovative proposals to try to tackle this, be it retention basins, rain gardens, um, or other ideas, and we can look to neighboring communities uh, for some of those innovations. Mm. Um, but, but what we do to provide these families the, the peace of mind that when the next heavy rain comes, their livelihoods will not be on the curbside waiting for a dump truck to pick it up. Mm. Um, the, the flooding issue is um, is something that, that apparently has been going on for a really long time in Dearborn, and I have to admit that I didn't necessarily know about the extent of the problems there. Uh, do you need uh, big infrastructure improvements or changes in Dearborn to deal with that? And I ask this of every local official I talk to right now. If you do, where do you get the money? Uh, these are very big ticket items. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, undoubtedly, a portion of the fix will have to do with rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure. The silver lining is right now we have a unique opportunity. With the funds that were delivered through the American Rescue Plan Act, through the Build Back Better proposal that's being debated currently, as well as the uh, bipartisan infrastructure package, we are going to see historic levels of funding come to states, counties, and cities. And we need to prepare ourselves with the ideas, with the plans, about how we utilize these one-time dollars to put forth long-term fixes that not only uh, fix the problem for our families today, but ensure that these issues don't happen for generations to come. Mm. So we've got some listeners who have really specific questions about what happened last night and what you'll face when you are sworn in as mayor. A listener on Twitter asks how you feel about Proposal 1, which failed last night in Dearborn. This was a millage increase to try to avoid some service cuts, I believe. Uh, how, how does that affect your plans as mayor? You know, for many residents in the city of Dearborn, um, the higher property taxes have really been a deterrence for newer and younger families who've been wanting to purchase homes. So I understand why this proposal was voted down. Um, but what it means is that by mid-year next year, we have to, you know, you know, find $15 million in, in savings um, in order for us to continue operating. Mm. We think it'll be challenging, but we're up to that challenge. Um, it's my hopes that we build an administration that is competent and has a trust of the community we put forth, uh, put forth bold and innovative plans that ensure that the city will continue to operate and that the city services that the residents have come to expect will not be impacted. But, I mean, how do you do that? If you've got to save $15 million, where do you find that money if it doesn't come out of services? Um, you know, during our run for office, we actually did a deep dive of the city's budget. And we identified many ways where we can incorporate technology and try to provide some of those efficiencies. Now, be it we, you know, put out our property tax proposal with an understanding that we might have a few years uh, to put forth this plan. So we might have to uh, speed it up a bit. Um, But I think through incorporation of technology, um, through assessing priorities uh, all throughout the city, um, and to try to find new revenue streams in a shorter timeline, um, I think it's something that uh, we will be able to do. I mean, we have to do. uh, but it is something that we will be able to do. Hmm. So an, another listener on Twitter asks whether you th- uh, what you think needs to be done to invigorate community and civic engagement in Dearborn and to combat corporate interests from overtaking communities. Uh, what, 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 what is your outlook on how do you, how do you build community in, in Dearborn? You have to engage people and meet them where they are. Um, and that's what we demonstrated in our campaign. You have to give people uh, something to fight for, something to believe in, to inspire them. 
know, on this campaign trail, we were the only ones that put out bold, innovative proposals about what we can do collectively. It's not, you know, only in Hamoud that can drive change in the city. No, it takes a collective. It takes everyone. It takes everyone's will to roll up their sleeves, throw on their work boots, and to march forward together. Because that's how you make change. And so I think you need to give people something to fight for, um, to believe in, and that's really how you inspire community and civic engagement. Um, you know, hope is far stronger than fear. Hope is far stronger than apathy. Um, and I think that's that was the message, and and I think our outcome last night. Uh, prove that. I'm talking with uh, Abdullah Hamoud, a state representative and now mayor-elect of the city of Dearborn. He will be the first ever Arab-American to hold that position, first Muslim to hold that position. We're talking about his historic win, but we're also talking about his plans uh, to lead the city of Dearborn. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Uh, what questions do you have for Abdullah Hamoud? Uh, do you think it's a sign of progress a city like Dearborn, with its history, uh, will now have its first Arab-American leader. Uh, of course, if you live in Dearborn, we want to hear what issues you hope will be addressed in the next four years and about whether you're optimistic that the next group of city leaders there is going to prioritize those issues and will be equipped to address them. As always, 313 577 1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we'll try to work you into the conversation that way. Uh, before we get to more listeners, uh, I, I want to talk about uh, WDET's reporting um, uh, during the election, Nargis Rahman uh, talked with Dearborn residents about issues that were most important to them during the race. And one of the things they identified was policing. Uh, they said that police in Dearborn are often not equipped to handle mental health situations and other encounters with residents. Uh, the grassroots organization Accountability for Dearborn wants civilian oversight of the police department. I wonder if you can address public safety uh, and and how that will look uh, in your administration. You know, certainly. Um, the interesting thing is, in addition to the mayor's election, there was also a city council election, as well as a charter commission. And a charter commission will have the opportunity to revisit, uh, you know, really the city's uh, constitution that gets uh, that's up for on the ballot once every 12 years. And so there'll be opportunity to really see what forward-thinking policies we can put forth. From a public safety element, we really want to put forth a model that works better for residents and better for first responders. And mental health is a big portion of this. Um, we believe in mental health crisis response teams. And in Lansing, there's currently a debate uh, surrounding about funding, uh, providing grants available to the local municipalities um, to launch uh, mental health crisis response teams. And we, look, we can look at successful models, the CAHOOTS model out in uh, Eugene, Oregon, um, which has been active since the late 80s, providing uh, residents, mental health professionals to address uh, 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 much in a much better capacity the issues that they're facing. But on the flip side of that is also ensuring that we're providing the mental health resources to first responders. If you look at the data, some of the data is fairly startling, uh, understanding that many first responders lose, uh, more first responders lose their lives to suicide than doing the line of duty. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we have the mental and physical support systems they need in place for themselves as well for their families. Um, second, in the city of Dearborn, is this issue of speeding and reckless driving. And I think it's an issue that many people face uh, all throughout the state. And so we have a three-part proposal that talks about traffic calming measures, things like you know, the addition of bike lanes or speed humps in key intersections, 
uh, neighborhood intersections, excuse me, um, talking about shifting policing uh, away from picketing non-moving violations, which also tends to be where more racial implications are imposed, um, and towards traffic violations impacting your immediate public health. Things like uh, driving under the influence, speeding, reckless driving, things you can visibly identify. Um, and third is trying to have a robust uh, media campaign, working with regional partners and, 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 and local institutions to educate folks on the importance uh, of driving safely. And what that also means for, for your pocket at the end of the day, that if, if you're driving well, but your neighbor's got many tickets and many points and many accidents, that's also impacting your car insurance. Mm. Um, so what we can do to also put some money back into people's pockets. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Let's go to Nancy in Dearborn. Nancy, what's on your mind? Hi. Good morning. Hello, Stephen. Hi. How are you? And uh, congratulations, new mayor. Um, I live very close to Gulfview, and uh, every day, either at night or sometimes in the afternoon, there is almost like drag racing that goes on both with motorcycles and cars. Gulfview is a 25-mile-an-hour speed limit, and I even saw drag racing happening in the middle of an afternoon. Um, I really would love to see more police presence for that. Uh, great issue to, to raise, Nancy, and I, I want to say before we ask the mayor-elect to answer that that's, that's an issue that we have in lots of places around southeast Michigan I hear uh, people racing around in Detroit quite a bit more than they used to as well. Uh, Abdullah Hamoud, what, what, what's your response to Nancy's concerns here? Uh, firstly, thank you, and, and thank you for that question. You know, I, I live near that neighborhood, and so I, I hear those uh, sounds at night. Um, what we need to do, and, and, and we just, you know, we're speaking to it about shifting uh, the priority for policing to really ticket and go after these speeders and reckless drivers not necessarily those who might have an expired license plate or insurance. We have to shift the resources that are available. Um, secondly, what's also happening in Dearborn is we're kind of bankrolling uh, these multi-billion dollar corporations. What do I mean by that? Um, Walmart, for example. Uh, there tends to be many calls uh, to Walmart that pull police officers out of our neighborhoods at key times where these drag racing happens because of crimes of poverty. Uh, somebody steals uh, a T-shirt or, or, or some sort of food that they need to take home, and it takes one or two squad cars out of the neighborhood at key times, um, and, and, and it really lessens who we have in the neighborhood. So that's something that we have to push back on. We shouldn't be there to be personal security guards uh, for a company like Walmart. So we need some bold and innovative plans. One of the ways that we're also going to address this is by pulling together a public safety task force. This is a roundtable of folks who, uh, who are line-level officers, retirees, the city of Dearborn, folks who have worked in the mental health system, folks from the Public Defenders Court, and those key stakeholders throughout the city to come together and have conversations about some of these issues and what we can do collectively to all pitch in to be part of the solution. Okay, uh, again, Abdullah Hamoud, congratulations on your big win yesterday, and we look forward to seeing how uh, your policies and ideas play out in the mayor's office in Dearborn. Thanks so much for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. Okay, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with another candidate who won a big mayoral race yesterday. Former State House Democratic leader Tim Grimal is going to be the new mayor of Pontiac. We'll talk with him next and take your questions and comments for the new mayor in Oakland County's seat. Stay with us for more Detroit Today. Detroit Today.